Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls, answering your emails, and covering a lot of topics, including why we need to stop gossiping about our partner's sexual exploits, because hey, it's their business. Whatever the sex act may be, if you had a bad experience once, don't let it scar you forever. Threesome etiquette. How do you stay safe with all those holes? What do you do with them? And what to do when your partner loves their vibrator, but you both want to have an orgasm without it? All this and more. Thanks for listening. So you all know that everyone here at Sex with Emily loves the womanizer, but no one more than producer Jamie. It's it's kind of an obsession. You think? I mean, you sleep with it under your pillow. Yeah. I mean, is that bad? No, it's awesome. I mean, Jamie, you know this. Some might say we have the best jobs in the world because we get to take all the new models home. We try them out. We review them. And not so long ago, we did bring home the Womanizer Premium, which somehow, I don't know how they do it. They change the game again. I know. Every time, I think there's no way that it can get better. And it does. And the premium is basically everything I love about the Womanizer already, but it's got a bunch of amazing new technology and it just makes it so much better. Right. Okay. Hang on. Let's pick our favorite new feature. I mean, it uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris with those pulses of air pressure. Love them. It does. It feels like the best oral sex of your life, but there's no actual licking. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. And it has that little round silicone a cylinder that goes over your clitoris and those air pulses are exactly like exactly what I need but I'd have to say my new favorite feature is probably the smart smart silence silence. Uh, exactly (laughs) the smart silence is the best you guys the, the smart silence it keeps the womanizer silent until you touch it to your skin so it's discreet and roommates don't hear it. I know. And I have so many Jamie's roommates. Jamie's like 18 roommates that are all dudes. <laughs> right? I mean, it's amazing. So I don't know. I have to pick something different. I'm going to say that the thing I love besides the smart silent is the entire toy is all body safe silicone. And it just, it's like luxurious to hold. I know. It's really I, nice. I, I really cuddle like with it. it. Okay, Jamie. Thanks for sharing my obsession for the Womanizer. Of course. If any of you haven't tried the Womanizer yet, now's the time to see all of them. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R. Here's a listener email I recently received, and let me tell you, it's not the only one of its kind. Hi, Emily. I'm a 38-year-old single mom who wants to get back on the dating scene, but I'm terrified. I've been dealing with bladder leakage and actually started wearing pads every day just to be safe. Between the leaking and the pads, I'm totally insecure about spontaneous intimacy with a new partner. How can I move past this? Well, first, let me tell you that she's not alone. It's actually estimated that 40 million women use pads every day for bladder leaks. Young, old, with, without kids. But let me tell you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There are solutions though, and it's not just pads. The Apex by Pormois is an affordable device that uses gentle electrostimulation to create an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee situation, it can increase the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which should also help make you want to get intimate again. Similar to the intensity that I've spoken about for years, the Apex delivers the same results without the rabbit vibrator functions, making it the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation. To start using an Apex and stop relying on pads, visit pourmoi.com Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. Look into his eyes. 
Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can easily comment and subscribe on iTunes. We love when you do that. You can find the podcast wherever you're listening to podcasts. And also, you can join me on SiriusXM Radio Stars, Channel 109. I am there Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 Pacific. And it's been amazing. I love reaching all of you and helping you guys with your sex and relationship challenges. If you want a free 30-day trial, not a problem. Sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And as always, Always follow us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. Enjoy the show. So, hello, everybody. We have some sex in the news we want to talk about today. It was just brimming with good news today. Well, fun news. We want to yeah. get into it, right, Jamie? Mm-hmm. There was definitely some interesting things. So, this article came out uh, on People about uh, some people from the show Vanderpump Rules, which is on Bravo. Um, saying that one of the women, her name's Ariana, is very mad at her boyfriend, this guy named Tom Sandoval, because he outed her to her friends for having sex with another character on the show, Lala. Lala? Uh Yeah. And basically, this guy, Tom, he's out with his friends for his birthday, and they're talking about, it says in here, when boys traded ribs about their significant other's dips in the lady pond, so he reveals like yeah like i don't know if i ever told you this but ariana and alala they like went out drinking and they were like wasting there in my car and uh she started you know the girl lala started going down on his girlfriend <sighs> so he's telling she's just first of all this is like on national on tv <laughs> he's telling this really intimate story about his girlfriend yeah about his own girlfriend yeah i see okay and i read this i'm like people still do this like don't we all know once we get out of high school by the way not even cool in high school that you just don't talk about people you're sleeping with like don't kiss and tell don't have your girlfriend kiss someone else and tell about it or have a her her by experience and the whatever happened bisexual experience i just think it's it's disrespectful if you are dating someone you're committed you love them for sure you shouldn't be revealing that and then not on national television. Now, here's the thing. If it wasn't being filmed, I get guys sitting around with your best buddies, bachelor party or birthday party. You might tell it, right? You might tell. But hopefully they wouldn't, you know, if they're best buddies and you trust them, guys are going to do that. You know, and I know I've sat around with my girlfriends and said things. But it's the ones that I know that would never reveal, that have known me for, forever. And I know they would never, ever reveal anything. So I was disappointed that this is still going on um, today all the time I think this is a great reminder like I get it makes great TV I was on a Bravo show I know what it's like six years ago I was on a show called Misadvised and the producers were like pushing me to like have sex and say things that were outrageous like do you want to be the boringest person on the show I mean that's a lot of pressure that is a lot of pressure it was pressure they were like you want to be the least interesting sex expert on the planet you're not going to have sex with this guy I'm like nope I'm not. So I get that. I am going to give him that. You're on Bravo. But still, it's just not cool. How do you get over that? Well, yeah, because it's not one. It's not. You just know that you're not just telling your friends at the bar that you have mics on. So that you're (laughs) telling the whole world. You know what I mean? And then it's like about your own your own girlfriend who's supposed to trust you. 
And the other girl probably doesn't want them knowing her business. And it's their it's their it's their business. And now every time those guys see them, that's all they're going to think about. Right. Exactly. And you never get away from that. Now, no one else gets away from it who's watched the show because it's a really popular show. So I just think it's a little reminder. We don't need to gossip about who you slept with. Don't don't kiss and tell. Don't fucking tell. Why? Yeah. Like, what's the purpose? I mean, bragging I, rights. So it's interesting because I mean, I don't know when I have sex with people. I talk to my friends about it. It's never like in poor taste. It's just about our sexual experience together. Just because. Yeah. I'll, but I'm usually like, yeah, this was good. This was like, you know, whatever. Like I'm never bashing them when I'm talking about it or anything like that, unless they were like super selfish. But that usually, right. I've usually been pretty. It's just the gossipy nature of it. Yeah. Just doesn't seem cool. But I feel like just a reminder. It's not cool. And things always get back to you. Always will get back that to your true. friends. Um, so, yeah, I've, of course. I, I, but I feel like the way women talk about sex is more like when I do talk to my girlfriends, they don't even care who it is necessarily. It's more like this happened and that happened. And then I learned when I got on top, I can have an orgasm this way or he went down. I mean, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Which, and again, friends I've known forever. I'm not just screaming about it at a bar. So That is true. Not out at a bar. With a mic on. With a mic on. And yeah, I mean, it's interesting the differences of how men and women, I think, talk about it with their friends. I always feel like guys are like either like, I banged her, I didn't bang her. This happened, didn't mm-hmm. happen. I think she's hot. I want to do. And then women, when we're talking to our women friends, hopefully if you're that person, I think it's. A, I think that we learn a lot by talking to our female friends about like details in the sense of not salacious details. Yeah. But more like, here's what happens to me during sex. What happens to you? Like I've learned so exactly. much. And that's why I always encourage women and men, but in a much healthier way than this, to actually engage in healthy sex conversations with your friends. And actually, studies have come out that have said that women who have healthy relationships with their girlfriends and talk about sex um, in, a, in a healthy way actually have better relationships and experience having, report having better sex, more orgasms and more mm-hmm. pleasure. Because I think a lot of reasons why we don't have great sex or think we don't is because we keep a lot of it inside. We have shame. And then that's when we start making assumptions that everyone else is having better sex than we are. So... I think it, I think it's okay to talk about your sex life in a constructive way, but not just for entertainment value. So I wasn't cool with that. Yeah, like, and how do you trust your boyfriend after that? No, you don't really. I'd be like, what else? But have everyone you told on them? that show sleeps with everybody, so it's part of it. Uh, but right, I've honestly never again. seen it. Right, but we've had them on. Sheena's on. Sheena Shea. And then yeah, she was really cool. She was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like them all. Yeah. All right. There was this other article that came out that was kind of like an advice thing, but it was just very, I thought it was going to be very interesting, and Emily has a great take on this, I think. So the title of the article is, I hate, hate, hate anal sex, but my husband says it's unfair not to do it. So basically, she's asking for advice because she she's her husband wanted to try it she didn't want to do it but she tried it she hated it they tried it again she still hated it they tried with toys slowly increasing sizes she still hated that they've tried a bunch of different lubes towels to protect the bed all these things basically they've done all the th- stuff and all she's the still, stuff that i would say to do and she still right. doesn't like it but he's still saying that like he thinks that she should even though like during too, she's saying that she like it makes her skin crawl. She cries during and after and her husband says that they can stop at any time, but she just goes through with it and she just hates it. And she <coughs> says that he doesn't want it to hurt her, but thinks that it's fair for him to keep wanting it and keep asking for it without this outsized emotional response. So, I mean, that's just right. No. OK, so here's the thing about this. So when I first read this, I'm like, well, what's going on here? Because my take on anal is this is that. What I've seen is that a lot of women 
have had anal experiences that were not pleasurable. And I've heard this variations of this story many, many times. Having sex with someone, they were drunk, wasted, either it A, went in the wrong hole, oops, that's painful, or B, they just weren't doing it correctly. And so here's the thing about anal, there are some steps, not just, you know, they don't, they're not that difficult if you listen to me, but, but there's some steps you want to, you know, you want to make sure that you're relaxed. You want to make sure you, for women, you already have a clitoral orgasm first is really helpful that you're super relaxed, use lots and lots of lube and then more lube and you go slow. So for some women who had that bad first time experience because someone just put it in, I always say to them, well, I understand that maybe you could, you know, have be with a partner you trust, follow these steps, maybe use a, definitely start with a finger. Mm-hmm. Start with like anal lingus, little anal rimming, right? See if you actually like being touched in that way. Because there's so many nerve endings even on the outside that it can feel good on the outside of the anus. But then when I read this, so that's what I think. So I understand women not liking it, but I always say, well, maybe if your partner's into it, you try it again. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of women, they're like, thank you so much. You're right. I'm actually into it now. We went slow. But when I read this and this woman says, she did everything. It's almost like she listened to the show. She's mm-hmm. like, we tried different lubes. We tried a butt plug. We tried it several times. We went slow and I still don't like it. And then the fact that he keeps pushing her and pushing her because mm-hmm. he can't get over the fact that she won't do anal and they're married just made me angry. And so, and he's telling her, I just need some variety, which I understand. In a lot of relationships, essentially what we crave in, in relationships after the honeymoon phase wears off, we want variety and we want novelty. Mm-hmm. We want something new, exciting, surprising, and we want variety. So what I would say is like, you know, I think it is really unfair that he's pushing her. Like it's emotionally becoming painful. Like if you read this, we could put a link to it in our show notes, mm-hmm. which we always do during the show on our website. So I just feel like he's invalidating her. She's having this really strong emotional, physical response and he's just not respecting her. And the rectums, you guys, are delicate. So here's the mm-hmm. thing. If you shove it in without lube, if anyone's eating dinner now, sorry, shove it in the rectum. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's really delicate. It really is. That's why warming it up using lube and all that. So here's what I'm thinking with this couple. What I would say to them is that that they probably, you know, they need to be really, she needs to be really direct about it, that it's not okay. And then I think this they're such great candidates for a sex therapist mm. who could sit with them and help them talk this through. Because what I see is a guy who's like, I'm married to my partner. I gotta have anal. I'm with this. I don't wanna be with anyone else because she says here, an open arrangement, not interested. What am I gonna do without anal? And what it reminded me of is that a lot of people get caught up on anal because it's like the taboo thing, it's the other hole, it's like the thing that we haven't done in all these years. They don't realize that there's other things on the table. There's like a menu of sexual pleasure that people can have, but they don't even know it exists because basically we know about vaginal penetration, we know anal, we know Mm. a few positions. But if you went to like a therapist, you could like look at yes no maybe list which lists like hundreds of things you could try are you into bondage are you into dirty talk are you into spanking are you into you know maybe he want actually she said that she gave him some she penetrated him anally you know so just like i feel like if you get to a point in your relationship where sex has sort of become this you know bargaining tool or this used as a weapon or a threat it's just this is not a good it's going to be hard for them to get out of this loop and so I just think, and then it was funny because I was listening to Howard Stern last week and mm-hmm. someone called into his show about a similar thing, but he was more like, I wanted to be like, let me call in because the guy said, 
I've been with my wife for five years. And when we got together, he's like, you know, I just wanted her to like, you know, like me. I was like, oh, babe, no, that's okay. We never have to do anal. But now they're engaged five years later. And he's like, Howard, what do I do? Because I might want anal now. And then, so I thought that was interesting. And Howard's like, well, if she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to, but you should, you know, talk to her again. I think that's the thing is that that's a very different scenario. I would say, maybe she's changed in five years. Mm-hmm. Like he was so worried that she's going to be like, how dare you bring it up when you told me five years ago you were a no-go anal guy. And we all change over time. So that would be a revisiting the conversation with your wife and talking about different options and seeing if she might be into it now. I mean, I think that just because our partner says something once, we don't have to assume that it's still the case forever. Well, yeah, because a lot of times we say no to stuff and then later on we're like, we might not even remember saying no. <laughs> We might not. Well, that's the other thing. We might not even remember saying no. And believe me, most people do not have sex conversations in their relationship. So if you only had one at one point, you're going to remember it. Mm -hmm. So that was probably the last conversation they had. So that's why we got to keep having these talks, you guys, so we can keep updating it, updating how we feel now. I'm also very curious as to like what the benefit is for him like why he needs like anal specifically so badly because it's like maybe there's a way that like as if maybe if it's like the tightness then she can put her legs closer together or something or like if it's the taboo then like you said before like talking with a sex therapist to find other avenues or like go to our website and look at the yes no maybe list it has all these Mm -hmm. sexual acts that are like Yes, no, maybe. I think every couple, we're going to be creating one. We promise for everybody that's going to be like your sexual plan for the year so you can figure it out with your partner. But yeah, I think it's because it's just taboo. And it, I think that's a lot of people because it's tight, tighter mm. perhaps, and taboo. But there's other ways exactly. You can modify doggy style, put your legs closer together. That could be tighter. You could use pillows to kind of lift you up. So you can, there's ways mm-hmm. to create a tightness. There's ways to create to have, have taboo sex, air quotes, um, that might please him as well. But I think, and also maybe he's one of these guys who like got to get his way and when he doesn't like can't let it go. Like dog with a bone, maybe. dog with a butt plug. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting too. And I like, I just, it's so funny because I've always said that if a guy, because I'm not, I would try it again. I've tr- I tried it a couple times and we did it very slow and different things, but I just, to me, it's like, it wasn't the pain. It was just like, it felt like I was taking a shit. Right. And I don't As it will. Well, that's why you gotta, you know, make sure your bowels are clean, clear. Well, yeah. And I'm like, to me, that's just like not sexy. Like, I just don't like that or whatever. But yeah. I would try it again if someone, like, I was close to someone and they really wanted to try it again, I would do it again. But my whole thing would always be like, well, could I put something in your butt? Which she. She did. <laughs> she did. Oh, and she he did. was like, and he was like, well, I liked it. I'm like, well, then I, because then I would counteract and be like, well, you have a prostate. <laughs> well, well, prostate gives you instant, like, you guys, you know, I'm all down. I'm down for men. <laughs> Exploring their prostate. Straight men doesn't make you gay. A sex, doing a sexual act does not change your orientation, right? Doesn't make you gay. It just means that you have, men have a prostate, which is like the, the male peace spot that for many men, if you stimulate it, what I've heard, I can't do it. I wish I could. I wish I could have a friggin' penis for a day and a prostate. Mm-hmm. I would not leave the house. No, definitely not. I would just use like a, use like the, um, the the Aneros toy or flesh I mean all yeah. day long I would just masturbate probably I wouldn't leave but the, but I would experiment prost- experiment with prostate play which I think 2019 
And starting last year, I think that there's a lot of men who are like, ah, I'm open to it. I get Mm -hmm. that doesn't make me gay. It just might give me killer orgasms, which would be awesome. Yeah, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want it? But yeah, he was like, I'm into it. Yeah, but he has a prostate. So anyway, ah, you guys, have talked to your partner early and often about sex all the time. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we come back on to your questions after this. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep, payphones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the magic wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from the original plug-in version for constant power or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash sxm. That's sexwithemily.com slash sxm today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Let's take an email. All right. Um, this comes from Stacy, who's 26 in Chicago. She writes, Hi, Emily. I've been listening to your show for a few months now, and I love it. Having a threesome is something I've fantasized about doing for a while, and I've heard a lot of people talk about the emotional health side of it, like how to avoid jealousy if you're planning one with a partner and things like that. But I've yet to hear much about the physical health side. Like, what are the logistics of using a condom in a threesome? Oh, good question. <laughs> I love it. We don't often get that question, but like, I often bring this up. So, Stacy, the thing about a threesome is, if you're with, is using a condom, is that you have got to change condoms. If you go from one person to the next, he's got a condom on, let's say it's you and two, you and a friend, you and another woman. I actually don't suggest having threesomes with a friend, a good friend. But uh, he should take it off. Like, it's not safe. Just like when you go from back to front, like if he goes in your vagina and then he goes in your butt, <laughs> your mm-hmm. anus, can't do it. Condom, you just switch it. You have a stack of condoms by the bed and you replace it. So that is the um, that is the the health about the physical health side of it. And also getting tested. I mean, it is important if you can fi- if you can be with someone who you, who has gotten tested and can show your results. Although I don't know how often that happens, mm-hmm. I would like that to happen for people to get tested and share your results. So really, mm-hmm. that's but just use condoms. That's if people, safest bet. If people are having casual sex 
like how often do you think they should like minimally get tested i guess after you have unprotected sex again like i think if you're gonna get tested and get it all buttoned up then just keep using condoms Mm -hmm. but the truth is yeah you can get stuff in other ways too but i think um every few months it's good to get tested Hmm. no one does that but you should definitely once a year for sure let's just say twice a year well, yeah, and then they have those like at home things now yeah, too, right? What's, yes, I think it's like my lab box. My lab box, yeah. You could t- you could do you literally never have to leave your house again. No one does for anything. You could get your STD <laughs> test at home, watching Netflix, yeah. and then order your dinner on Postmates, and you can actually get Plan B on Amazon. That's crazy. Oh no, but also, it's, and it's cheaper. But it's it's like a lot late. cheaper. Oh, I mean, I guess. Well, no. you, I guess it would be it would <laughs> be a, in the moment. It would be a preemptive thing, right. like you would be, or if you have Prime. Yeah. Amazon Prime. <laughs> Get that one day. That's why Get it was invented. Shipping. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh my God, you guys. Plan B, though, is not birth control. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying. No, I know. That is good. I don't think a lot and of people it know that. you up. Have you ever taken Plan B? Um, no. I took it once and condom broke with the worst guy ever for the condom to break. <laughs> oh my God. It's a long time ago. He was not the best guy in the way of like, he'd gotten around. Let's just say that. And I was like, oh shit. And I took it and it messes you up, your hormones and all the things. And you just feel like crap. Yeah. I have a question. We talked about obligations of men having to pay for maybe dinner on the first date. Do they have to play for plan B? (laughs) Plan B. Yes. I have friends who have guys have like bought it and then like Venmoed them half. Yeah. I did that. (laughs) You Venmoed half? Um, Yeah. I've actually taken it a few times. You have didn't I'm mess taking, up? yeah it did mess me up like my period uh, was like delayed it was yeah, like, like a bomb yeah it's like a yes it's like PMS times PMS times ten yeah bomb yeah. like in your uterus kinda it's like a nuke in that <laughs> it's just weird but yeah I had either he paid the full or we split it yeah yeah depending like on the chival- person. chivalry yeah. I feel like spring for it. How yeah. much are they, Plan B? It's kind of expensive. They're like 60 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think on I Amazon, like it's like 30. Ago. Wow, you're oh, there you go. <laughs> really pushing out. They're not even our sponsor. I'm just saying that I think it's something that people should know. <laughs> no, that is actually a really big discount. It, it's big half discount. off. There you go, everyone. Stock <laughs> up. Stock up with Donna. Get a plan B just in case. Uh, okay, guys. Let's call 888-947-8277. Let's talk to Adam. He's 28 in Illinois, and he says he doesn't like doggy style, and it's becoming a problem. Oh, okay. Hey, Adam. Hey guys, thanks for taking me. Of course, we're here uh, for you. So, um, this doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes when I'm with a girl and I'm doing doggy style, I'll like lose a boner, and it's my probably least favorite position. Okay. And um, and it's worrisome that I get to the point to where I lose a boner sometimes because I right. usually start missionary and then I switch to like doggy, and then I get like kind of anxious because it's been happening, and I was. Um, uh. Okay. Curious if you had any tips. Yeah, you know, Adam, it's so great that you you actually just laid it all out. What happens a lot, which is good news for a lot of guys, um, a lot of the performance anxiety men have is because it happened just once, and then they're like, uh oh, uh oh, it's gonna happen, and then it happens. So it's really a matter of like now you've recognized it, and then you know practicing. Uh, well, first, before we get into how to deal with it, I want to know why you think it happened. Why you think you you lost it? Do you remember why or the first time? Um. I don't know. I, I mean, I would say most of the porn that I watch is um, missionary, and it's my 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 favorite um, uh, one personally. Or her on top. 
Mm-hmm. I I think it's because I like looking at the face. Yes, I was going to say that, Adam. It feels yeah. disconnected. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. Yeah. So I think first of all, you like missionary when 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 you're on top and she's on the bottom, or when you're on the bottom and she's on top. I'm on top. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. First of all, I totally get that that there is a certain disconnect when you're like okay why does he just want it for women i've heard this a lot like does he just want to do it from behind like it doesn't it feels less connected so is there some pressure that you feel like you have to be doing it doggy style first of all i don't know <laughs> I, I don't feel pressure but um i would say that i've come to notice that that um girls love it because <laughs> um and I have read and I've done a little research that um, it like does uh, feel a little deeper and I get deeper if I do doggies. So yeah. I know girls like it in that aspect. Well, my research is that guys love it more than women. And is that, I don't know if anyone, what do you guys think here? But I feel like, for, and I feel like a lot of women love it because guys can come quicker in that position. So sometimes it can be like, okay. let's do it from behind so you'll come, get over with, because I don't know how to please myself. I'm not having an orgasm, and I'm not some way sure. to probably get a bunch of calls now, I hope, from women who are like, no, it's not true. But I think that's part of it. Um, and so I think if you know what positions you like, that I think I wouldn't make assumptions that she's just dying for the doggy style sure. moment. But the other thing is she could turn around and like look at you. You could say, I want you to look at me like when I'm going, you know, when I'm behind, like I want to see your face, you know. And then here's uh-huh. the other thing to remember, Adam, just if you could go into it. And my biggest thing is for it's a kind of a mindful sex practice is that just because you got soft in the moment, it doesn't mean that sex is over. You could not get. But I know like your brain's tripping like, oh, my God, if you could just be like, OK, I'm uh-huh. getting softer. And then you just go back to like. Maybe, okay, so I'm trying to think if you flip her over and then maybe you just start like going down, like maybe you turn around and then you just start licking her from behind, right? And her butt's out and then you're going, you're performing oral on her from behind. So you don't stick it in yet, right? You're just turning her on Uh and then you wait for yourself to get hard again and you get your mind off it and you get unpleasing her. And I promise you, if you just distract yourself from those thoughts in a real way of like, let me just do something else. Let me focus on something else. It'll come back. You're 28, you're healthy, mm-hmm. I'm sure. The erection will come back. Not, <laughs> it will. So, yeah. and she's not looking at you going, oh, he got soft. If she's already turned around and you're like, this is going to happen, then just ask her to look at you or just go down it or do something else until it comes back. So, to please her. Right. Because when you take the attention off yourself and you're focused on her pleasure, you have nothing, like, it, that's what happens. You just, it'll come back mm-hmm. because it's your brain that's kind of making it go down. How does that I feel like there's a... Mm-hmm, I think that's a pretty things. good plan. Okay, yeah. Adam. Let me know how it goes. This is not a life or right, thing, I promise. <laughs> thanks, Adam. Thanks for calling Sex with Emily. Okay, let's talk to Betty. She's 58 in Nevada, and she's got a vibrator question. Hey, Betty. How can I help you? Hi there. Hey. Uh, so, I got a new girlfriend. Yay. Yay. Go, Betty. Go, Betty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so... We get together and everything, and then, like, the second time we're in bed, she tells me, I can't have an orgasm without a vibrator. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And evidently, she's been using this thing for decades. And I said, oh, me and my ego said, oh, we'll take care of that problem. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, I've been trying, but it doesn't... I, Okay. I mean, I. It's just, you can't, right? <laughs> and yeah. 
Um, so we use the vibrator, but my question is, how do you, how, I mean, evidently her clit's damaged from this thing being used for so many years. So I don't know if you have any tips on well, how to get off of well, that Well, here's thing. the thing, Betty. Okay, so here's the deal. I don't know that her clit is damaged as much as it is that that these neural pathways in our brain that kind of uh, that that link us up to orgasm. She's got this same pattern that she's been doing forever. If she wants to uh-huh. unlearn that, you're gonna have to try. Uh-huh. She's gonna have to tr- be patient. Realize she might not have an orgasm. You know, you go down on her. She start masturbating, touching herself, using her fingers, her hands. You know, I I don't she think it's. A- she can't have an- she can't have an orgasm with just masturbating. She's not right. She's I mean, I'm telling trying. you. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. That's that. Some women can't. Some women just have always used a vibrator. I don't think it's a problem. I don't think her clit is damaged. Um, okay. she, does she only use <laughs> one toy? One what? She only uses like the same toy. Over- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. How old is uh, she? Well, no, she uses she uses a dildo too. Yeah, great. Does um, she have an orgasm with she, a dildo? She's, uh no. Okay. Oh. I mean, almost, I, almost. Well, maybe you'll <laughs> listen to me. We all get set in our ways, and I believe. How old is she? Is she your age? Fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's other ways to train yourself. We can all learn different ways to orgasm. I believe, but it's a mindset. We have to put in the work. And I believe. I, I agree. I've been telling her everything yeah. you talk about. Oh, I good. Told you to breathe. You gotta breathe. Yeah, you gotta breathe, <laughs> Betty. Exactly, <laughs> Betty. You gotta breathe. And there's different kinds of breath. Like breathe deep, deep breaths, like down to the pelvic floor. And then there's like shallow breaths that kind of help quicken arousal. Like play with our breath and relax. And maybe. Betty, you uh-huh. guys could do some fun playing together where you're taking the pressure off of orgasm and you guys are just exploring each other's like erogenous yeah. zones and just get her to relax and chill and massage. Yeah, she's and- not relaxed. She's not <laughs> relaxed. So she needs you. I'm glad you're in her life right now. But but Betty, you have to do your best not to like use that language of shaming her, that her clit's broken and that the fact that she relies on the No, vibrator. no, I've never... I've never- Oh, you're I'm just telling me. That. Perfect. You can tell me anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm cool with that. Okay, Betty, we're good. But with her, like, I just think it's like, have her try. Like, because she, maybe she hasn't been with a lover who was wanted to try other things and be attentive, you know? So I think that's uh-huh. really cool. But just know, you know, probably it's a common, like that women just kind of get set in their, their ways. And yeah, I used to have one yeah. vibrator that I loved. And then I was like, I'm going to stop using it and try different ones and try different touches. And, <laughs> you know, I've been through the whole thing. So I think... I think, and also... When she masturbates, she's trying to duplicate the vibrator. I'm like, you need to slow down or try something different. Yeah, she's yeah. She's trying to go really fast like a vibrator. So, because that's the thing. You got to warm. See, that's the thing about why, where vibrators, what I, what I would love to tell people with vulvas who use vibrators is that you have to, it's that it's so great because you kind of miss the whole uh, arousal cycle of orgasm of plateau I agree. you know that whole like um, yeah the arousal cycle through orgasm so I uh-huh. think that that whole experience can be sort of or um, vibrator speed it up so maybe what you could start doing with her is like oral sex and like slowing it down and then she could bring in the vibrator but teaching yeah, her about arousal do. that's what we do that's okay. what we do that's cool I- I get her, I get her way up, 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 and then she just finishes with the vibrator because she can't get over the hump. Well, how long have you guys been together? (laughs) 
about four months. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, give her time. She's been using it her whole life. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like yeah. you're warming her up through oral or your fingers and, you know, hopefully yeah. using lube or some other fun things like that. Or, you know, a lot of sl- I yeah. just think um, it sounds like she's open to it, though. I don't have any other tricks for you than what you're already doing in the sense of okay. like, like, I don't think she's broken <laughs> at all, but I think it's cool. You know, women, you understand their bodies. And as long as she's cool with like, you know, maybe she'll get there one day and she has a dildo. And that's the other thing is like doing kegels for women really helps women with orgasm. Like when you do your, ke- okay. I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp and maybe you guys could do it uh-huh. together. It's twice a day. You just do your kegels for like three <laughs> minutes a day. I'm not kidding you. I learned to have a, like an internal G-spot orgasm by doing my kegels. They weren't strong enough. And then once they were, I learned, you know, so we got to build those muscles. So that's another okay, I'll way. Check, that out. check it out. Yeah, or just yeah, you could get the app or just on your own. You guys do them together. You can get kegel balls that you can wear inside of you. You guys could play with those. Yeah. So building those okay. muscles and awareness around body and taking the pressure off the orgasm and who knows, maybe she can have a nipplegasm, yeah. right? There's so many paths to pleasure. <laughs> okay. Okay, Betty, keep me posted. I need to know what happens, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm going to Okay, bye Betty. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, Betty. Triple eight nine four seven eight two seven seven. I loved her Clitoris energy. Is, I love her energy too. She <laughs> sounds great. Clitoris isn't broken. It's just got used to one thing. Mm-hmm. That happens. We get used to the same positions, the same touch, and just mix it up. Yeah, that's why I'm like, that's one of my goals. I'm being conscious. How's it going? Of that. I mean, it's going all right. <laughs> um, it's going all right. <laughs> Jamie loves her womanizer and I've just toy. been yeah. So I've just been trying to like set them out and make sure they're charged. It's just that last night I was trying and like the toy that I had died as soon oh, as I turned it on, I and I was that. like, and I was just like, well, I know which one is charged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, it's baby you, steps. Uh, you get a pass. You get a pass. Okay. All right, guys. I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Samantha. Julia, Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Anyone in a relationship should communicate more, but one of the most important things you should absolutely be talking about is using more lube in the bedroom. That's why I want to tell you guys about Pure Lube, because it is seriously next level. I've been obsessed with this brand for years and I'm a huge fan, which is why I'm so excited to be working with them. They have a ton of different formulas that are great for either exploring a new toy or making sure your time with your partner is that much more pleasurable. Pure's original formula lets you feel much more touch and sensation and even works great as a massage gel. Or check out their aqua water-based lube, which is super moisturizing and gets completely absorbed into your skin, leaving you feeling silky and smooth. The best part is that their products all use medical grade ingredients and are completely hypoallergenic. So get that conversation started and bring pure lube into the bedroom. To try pure for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash pure. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash P-J-U-R today.